all right everyone welcome back so happy that you guys are here we're sorry that we had to take a short delay unfortunately with 2020 being the way it was nothing of none of the equipment we ordered came in correctly so but we're back up and running and hopefully everything should be good moving forward and with that being said we'd like to welcome you to dice on 20 yay uh, my name's Liz. I am your dungeon master here, and I am sitting at the table today with Katie. The professor who something witty could have been thought of, but I didn't think about it. That's totally fine. And Ryan? Billiam has a sword, Williamson. And Mike? Seamus McFadden. Um, also, not a witty comment <laughs> to be had. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little out of practice. Give us one week. We'll be back, I promise. Um, it's been a little while, so let's give you guys a brief recap. I'm not going to go too in-depth. Uh, for anybody who's forgotten, they can go back and listen to episode three again. Um, but last time we played, we had our team meet up at the mayor's house with the children. Uh, they were explained that the children are safe. They are actually more like a refugee savior style um, place where the mayor is helping get them back to their homes or get them to new homes based off of some super shady secret organizations. With that, the mayor then gave the team a new mission to possibly go find somebody in the city of Bellowhaven, as well as loan them a carriage to get them to the tomb. Uh, we ended the session by having the team riding down the road towards the tomb of Jergal, and all of a sudden, Seamus started to notice footprints in the sand next to them. They saw a blood trail, and as he noticed that they were appearing, a bunch of lizard folks appeared. And everybody rolled initiative. And that's where we're going to pick up our session. Alrighty then. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, if you guys just want to remind everybody of what your initiative rolls were. Uh, I had a 16. And Billiam? Uh, that was only a 5. And Professor Katie? 6. Alright, uh, and I am going to roll now. I did not roll beforehand for the lizard folks, so we're going to roll for them now. All right, uh, I am going to need everybody here to make a constitution saving throw. All right, Billion, what do you got for me? Uh, that's only a 10. Seamus? A fucking four. And <laughs> Professor? Seven. Oh, We're doing great. You roll up in a carriage. The two of gall, just barely off in the distance, you're getting closer and you can see it. A blood trail and some sandy footprints. And all of a sudden, these lizard folk appear around you. Within a split second, you see one of them reaches into their pocket, pulls out a bag, and lifts with their hand this powdery dust. It's almost like an opal. It shines these different colors as it shimmers in the sun. And they're going to blow it towards your face. The next thing you know, you get a sharp inhale of this powder. And you start to grow very, very sleepy. All of your characters fall asleep. Do I have any good dreams? Uh, you don't dream at all, no. Oh. Sorry, no dreams. Ooh, just like normal. It's just black. <laughs> <laughs> so very normal. <laughs> it's just straight black. Oh, no. Uh, you guys are unsure of how much time has gone by, but you eventually wake up. Seamus, your character, wakes up first. Your eyes flicker open. <sighs> It is still sunny out. You're not exactly sure how long you were out for. You see the tomb. You look around and you see Billiam and the professor next to you. Uh, you don't see Stinger and you don't see the lizard folk. Uh, I will um, go up to both the professor and Billiam and 
try my best to shake them awake. Yeah. Uh, so you run up there and you shake them awake and both of them kind of flutter their eyes open. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Billion, Professor, are you with me? They knocked us the fuck out, didn't they? They did. They did. And Stinger is not here. <sighs> Great. Do you see any tracks or anything? Uh, let's let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look around. What Anybody who wants to look for tracks can roll me a investigation check. I got a nat uh, one. 16. 23. Uh, both Seamus and the professor notice that there are tracks. Um, Billiam, you see the tracks that are that you've already seen that were <laughs> alongside of you, <laughs> and they end with you, and you have no idea what's going on. It looks as though they floated up into midair. Look, guys, there, there was a wagon that was following us. They wear wow. the same sandals than I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> They're, those are Tevas just like mine. <laughs> wow. Um, Seamus and the professor, you guys do notice that there are additional tracks that look... Um, so Seamus would notice more that there are the footprints of the lizard folk that you saw besides the carriage originally. But there is also kind of this drag mark behind them, which looks as though they were dragging something, whether it be a bag or a body or like some piece of armor. Like There's a drag mark in the sand behind the footprints. Oh no! I... Heading straight towards the tomb. Uh, I I don't think that this bodes well. It looks like they might have been dragging something. But mm. we don't see any blood, so not minus the blood that was already dried in right. there. Right, right, right. We don't see additional blood, mm-hmm. so I don't think I th- maybe they knocked him out too. Um, well, why would they take Stinger? Other than the obvious reasons, it's Stinger. I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess he did he have any sort of connection that we didn't know of? Do uh do his uh type of elves have something against these types of uh creatures here? Yeah, is there is there any sort of uh I, I guess I guess what would I know of any uh Why don't you roll a history check to see if Stinger's ever like alluded to something? Who can roll? Uh that's a uh, fifteen. Just Seamus right now. Okay. Um he he did not allude to any sort of interrelational relations with people in this area, especially the lizard folk. However, you know from being in battle and having traveled with him that he cannot magically be put to sleep. So there is a chance that even though they use some sort of drug on you, it seems, this that powder, that maybe resistant. he might not have mm. fallen asleep as you guys did. So then we might want to make haste or double our pace that round and that's cool but um uh, we should like sprint towards the tomb now trying to find stinger because who knows what kind of stuff he could have gotten himself into if he wasn't knocked out right right uh let's yeah let's 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 go yeah you guys can get back on the carriage the horses and stuff are still there they didn't take anything um shamish roll me a quick perception check That is a 17. Uh, you do notice as you're kind of like getting the carriage back together and getting everything ready to go that um, the bag where you guys had all the gold also feels a little lighter. And oh, it looks like they stole a hefty amount of your gold from you. Son of a bitch. That's why you put a lot of it in the Roth. <laughs> That's why you go find a goblin bank and put everything you have into a rod. Well, so so so, Billiam, I've been led my whole life to believe that the that the the regular IRA is is the way to go. 
What's what's so good about the Roth? Uh, I well, see the difference is you can either get taxed in the future or you can get taxed now, and Bellow Haven's oh. tax rate is not particularly good right now. Yes, yes. So you'd so be hedging your bets. Future. Yeah. Uh, mm. I see. I see. I prefer the stock market, and I don't say anything else. I just start walking or moving the cart towards the tomb. Yeah. So uh, the professor is driving at this point. Uh, Seamus and Billy are in the back discussing the logistical differences between Roths and typical IRAs and their financial planning for the goal that they no longer have. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Every adventurer really needs a good bank account. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we all know that you guys are definitely going to be alive for a very long time. Oh, you know it. (laughs) Uh, You guys travel towards the tomb. And it doesn't take you much longer to get there, especially you're kind of pushing your horses forward. And you make it there. Within the next, I don't know, couple hours. It it was still a good distance away, but you were close enough that you really hustled. As you come up to the tomb, it is a very typical large pyramid shaped. It has two almost rectangular sections that jut out from the bottom. There's one directly in front of you on the path. And as you guys were approaching, you could see that there was one on the right hand side as well. That isn't on a path. It just kind of leads out to the desert. But as you got close enough, obviously the pyramid is too large for you to actually see around it. But from a distance, you noticed. Uh, So as you pull your carriage up, you are greeted with a set of double doors onto this rectangular brick structure that looks to be attached to the pyramid. And you don't see anybody around. All right. uh, I'll head up uh, to the door and... Try and see if I can make my way around the, the bones that are outside. Just uh, just be a little careful going through doors. Uh, I, this place gives me not the best feelings. Yeah, uh, Professor, I guess what, what do you what do you think? Are we. I mean, I I do not want to go inside the tomb, but it looks like Stinger might be in the tomb, okay. and that we should go into the tomb. We might find all kinds of information that I might need. We might find Stinger. I might find out more about this curse. Let's go. Okay, uh, I'll uh, dodge some of the remains that are on the ground and go up and do my best to open the door. Yeah, so you guys see that as you get closer to the door that was in front of you, there are some crispy bodies outside. Some look maybe like they were burned. Some look a little acid wasted. Who knows? Uh, You pull on the door handle and the door just pops right open. All right. I guess, what do you think, uh, Professor? You want to head in first as the person with arguably the most experience? Sure. Um, I I don't remember much of anything, but let's let's go for it. Um, Probably we... also a little bit uh, the hardiest. Fair. F- fair. Okay. Fair. That's a very good point. Professor will walk first. Um, and um, can I walk down the, the hallway I'm assuming we're in? There is no hallway. There's no hallway? Are we just in a room? Yes. Oh. Uh, I... <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, professor, you open the door, and you've been in this tomb before. So even though you don't want to be here, and you've done your absolute hardest to push all of these thoughts out of your head and forget what happened here, you you know what to expect. You open the door, and last time you were here, you opened, and there was a long hallway you went down. Only this time, when you opened the same door the only door, you find that you're in a small room. The room is much longer than it is wide. So you look to your left and you see that there are some statues there. There look to be busts of different types of uh, races and 
just kind of judging from the way that they're standing and how they're carved and what they're wearing. They have armor and some have sashes and crowns and they all look to have some sort of weapon. These were probably heroes you can think of um, from many of the wars that have kind of ravaged the lands from years prior. And if you look to the right side of the room, you notice that there are other busts and statues, only these look more plainly dressed. They look like common folk. They maybe look like the people that the heroes were either defending or fighting for. And in front of you, you see that there is one more double door. Okay, so definitely remember a hallway, so this room is definitely different. Um, can um, I'm going to walk up to across all of the statues and try and open the doors. I'm going to pull real hard, and if that doesn't work, I'm going to push real hard. You know, if you're not sure if it's a push-pull door, give it a good jiggle. You walk up to the door, and there's handles on it that make it look like it's a pull door, but you pull it, and it definitely doesn't open. And then you push it, and it also doesn't open. And then you realize it's one of those really annoying doors where you have to, like, push one side and pull the other to kind of get it to pry. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do successfully open the door. The most annoying thing ever. Yeah, I see now way off to the right is one of those stickers that has the that says it's a pull door. Uh, so, yes, you, you see the sticker you finally put together. Uh, you open up the doors. <laughs> you guys get into the next room. As you walk into this next room, you notice that there is a door in front of you. And then there's... A du- I'm sorry, there is a double door in front of you. And there is a small singular door on both the left and the right wall. This room is much larger, and you notice that there are these bejeweled scarab images all over the walls. In the middle of the room is a lever. Hmm. All right. Well, um, I no. guess let's let's take a look at the the walls. I think. Sure. Roll me an investigation check. Does the professor remember anything seeing this scarab? Oh no! Sorry. It's a scarab, not like a scorpion. Uh, the scarab is like a little... It's almost like a, a desert beetle. Right, 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 right. But it's not the same logo of my... Uh... No, it is not. Okay, then never mind. Uh, that's a 10 investigation. Yeah, you walk up to the walls, and these look to be carved etchings of scarabs all over the walls. Um, like I said before, they seem bejeweled because they almost have... It's like that opal powder... It, it looks like an opal. It looks like a stone pressed into where the shell of the scarab would be the main body. And so it, it gives off this glimmering effect, even though there's very little light in here. There are a few torches that are lighting up the room, but... All right. What position is the lever in? Uh, it is a single lever, and it can either be flipped to the left or the right, and it is currently flipped to the left. Okay. If anybody else would like to give me an investigate investigation investigation check for the walls you can do that i would like that yes i rolled a 16 on my gestation check <laughs> i rolled a six <laughs> just call that a gestation check you're about six months along because you don't know it yet <laughs> you should really get a test and not be in a tomb I just want pickles all the time. And I don't butter? Pickles and I don't understand why I want an anchovy snow cone. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's truly gruesome. <laughs> With your 16 gestation check, uh, you notice that above the double doors, there are about 20 perfectly placed scarabs 
that kind of make they everything all the other walls they're like randomly placed these are perfectly placed in a line across the top of the door I'm wondering if we have to make the walls match that in order. Can we give it a try? That would not be possible. So okay. I'm probably not explaining this correctly. No, it's okay. I just, I need to explain better. So you're in a room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the left and the right wall, there are, in the wall in front of you, there are lots of little scarabs, but they're randomly placed. Mm-hmm. And there's much more than 20 on each wall. Right. Specifically on the wall with the double door, which is in front of you, there are 20 scarabs that are aligned on top of the door. And on the left and the right wall, there's also a single door, but you do not notice anything above those doors. So so wh- there would be no way to like move the etchings mm. to match. Mm. So uh, any sort of details uh, from left to right on the scarabs that are above the double doors? Uh, nope, they are just the perfect image, and they, they are, I mean, not a perfect image, they are a perfect copy. They are the same exact etching, and they just go all the way across. Can I walk up to one of the walls and kind of like gently brush my hand on it to see if like there's any like other raised edges or something we could push maybe like is there a like an order to like push some of these scarabs that are on the wall? Uh, roll me an investigation check and we'll see oh, how you do. No. How does a nine look? You walk up to the wall and you start rubbing your hands along the seams, kind of where some of the bricks are, and over some of the etchings. And as you rub your hand across some of the opal, you do feel that they it, it gives a magical sense. It does feel magical, um, especially the like opalite rocks that are there. And you actually get like a little, a quick, like as you rub it, you're like, ooh, a little sleepy right now. Uh, but the minute you take your hand off, you're fine. But there is a magical sense coming from the wall in general, not specifically one portion of the wall. But you don't find any raised edges or bumps. It doesn't feel like you can push anything down. I would maybe not touch the wall. Kind of feels like this is potentially something to do with what just knocked us out. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'd like to go up to one of the other walls then and see if I can... Uh, Professor, did you say it was like a... Like, is it a magical effect, or did it, like, All I know is I was rubbing my hand against the wall, and I started to get pretty, pretty sleepy. Hmm. I'd like to do the same delicate motion that she did, but on the other wall, opposite of that. Okay, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Hmm. Six. Yeah, so you... (laughs) rub the wall and the same thing happens like the whole wall in general has a magical feel to it but specifically when you run your hand over one of those opal stones that's inside of the scarab's body you start to feel slightly sleepy and then the minute your hand is off of it you feel fine okay as far as you can tell, the walls all seem to look and act the same. The only major difference is going to be that there are the etchings above the double door, there's no etchings on the single doors, and the lever is in the middle of the room. Alright, here's what I suggest. Alright. Let's get back towards where we came in. We're going to take a defensive stance, and get all protected and ready to go. I can use Mage Hand to pull the lever, and then we'll just have to endure the whatever happens. All right. That doesn't sure. sound like a bad idea. All right. Uh, you guys head back towards the main entrance. Um, you 
prop yourselves down, and you're going to use Mage Hand? Yeah, I'm going to take my uh, my short, my little short sword, and I'm going to try to bury it in the ground as, as a hold to hold me in place. I'm going to very overly dramatically get my cloak ready to cover myself and make sure everyone else is braced, and I'm going to reach out with Mage Hand, pull the lever, and right before the lever clicks over to the other position, I'm going to grimace and wince my eyes and prepare to, for something. You, your main chance, pulls the lever back. Um, roll me a perception check, everyone. That's an at one. You're looking for above a 15. <laughs> I closed my eyes too hard. I also have a nat one. 18. <laughs> um, Professor and uh, Billiam, you guys close your eyes. You hear the click. You're nervous. Professor, for your own reasons, reminiscing on things that have happened here before. Billion, because you're scared of anything that's not oatmeal for breakfast. This is way too intense for you. I don't like it. Your eyes immediately shut, so you guys aren't even paying any attention. Uh, Seamus, you notice that as the lever is pulled, the walls on either side start to close in. Slowly, but they're closing in. And as they're closing in on you, you notice that the scarabs above the door are also starting to glow individually. Son of a bitch. All right, all right, move for the doors. Which door, Seamus? I pick a door, open okay. it. Let's go with the scarabs. Yep. You guys run to the other side of the room. Who's trying to open the door? I'll open it. You pull on the door, locked. Doesn't open. Go Walls to the sides. are still going in. Go to the sides. Yep. The scarab is now on the seventh one lit up. I go to the, the, the left door. I open that one with mage hand. Nope, locked. Right door. Locked. Walls are moving in. You're now on the 10th one. I grab the lever and I pull it back. You grab the lever. You pull it back. Everything stops. The walls recede. They go back. The scarabs go back down. The room is reset. Billion whimpers on the ground. <laughs> all right. Get up, man. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. So, it clearly seems like above the double doors, it's counting down towards something. I'm not exactly sure what. Uh, I don't know if we are expected to stand at the lever and expect that at the end of the timer things will be okay. I'm I'm going to try the double doors now that we're not pulling the lever. You try to open the door and the doors are locked. What about the side doors? I'm going to go give those a give those a quick pull again with mage hand from a distance. Yeah, sure. So you try the left door first and you pull it and it is locked and you try the right door, you pull it and push it and it is locked. So something has to be going on with the scarabs lighting up. Do the are they all of these scarabs identical, or are, are there slight differences with corresponding ones on the wall? Uh, no. So the only ones that were lighting up are the ones above the door, and right. those are all identical. They look just like the scarabs that are all over the walls. Only these ones are perfectly placed in a line. Okay. And they were the only ones glowing when the door started. Um, or the wall started to move in. All right, maybe it's a test of our willpower. Maybe we just need to embrace and wait it out to the end and see what happens. And just trust that we won't get crushed? Yeah. Maybe that's it. Okay, where do you suggest that we stand? Well, if the lever is in the middle of the floor, mm -hmm. uh, if this collapses all the way to the center, mm -hmm. then if the lever is in the middle of the floor and this has already been opened and uh, the walls come to the middle, then 
obviously this lever is still here and doesn't get destroyed. So let's center ourselves around the lever, open it, and see what happens. Okay. And if the doors close in near the lever, maybe they unlock, maybe at, the they last unlock moment. at the last moment. Yes. Maybe that's where the lights are coming from. Nice. I'd also um, like to extend my arms so they're kind of, so we're kind of like bald eagling, so that way we could also see. Um, how close the walls are getting to us and our fingertips because like if it gets within our like our, our wingspan like that's cutting it real close yep okay yeah I'm gonna suck my gut in and try to make myself as skinny as a lever and it will not work <laughs> <laughs> you actually put the fanny pack on the side so it's an extension of you so when you turn it's now in line and not an extra bulk mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it that did it. That did it, man. The doors are unlocked now. <laughs> you turned your fanny pack and you won. I shouldn't have rolled so well on the gestation roll. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pull that lever. You guys center yourself around and you pull the lever. Again, the walls start to move in. The scarab starts to light up. You see the scarab on one, two, three, four, five. The walls are getting closer. Six, seven, eight. The walls are still getting closer. Nine, ten. On ten, you hear one spring pop. You're not sure where in the room something popped, but something has popped. Eleven, twelve, thirteen. Another pop. The walls are getting real close, and they're almost at the professor's fingertips. Uh, I use my mage hand to try to open the double doors. You pull the double doors. They still don't open. Fourteen. Fifteen. Uh, I, I try all the other doors. Sixteen. You tried both of the other doors. Nothing is opening. They're all still locked. Seventeen. Final oh, pop. Uh, Eighteen. Pr- keep waiting. Nineteen. Pull the lever. No, keep waiting. Twenty. We can do it. The walls stop moving. They come in close. And all of a sudden you hear a slight rumble. And the floor drops out from beneath you Fuck. guys. All of you fall about ten feet down into a floor below you. The lever included. Everyone roll me a perception check. Six. Seventeen. Eleven. Professor, you're going to notice it first. Um, There is lower lighting down here. There is a single torch lit. Although it doesn't provide much of a light, you notice that this room is an exact copy of the room you were just in. The walls are the same with the scarab etchings. There is no lever in this floor, but you fell exactly where the lever would have been above it. There are still two double doors, and there's still a single door to the left and the right. And noticing real... You kind of have to squint to see it from where you are because of the lower lighting. There are 20 scarab etchings above the double doors. And instead of being this pearly opal, they are all a dark red color. So let's try opening those doors, friends, because there's no lever to pull. Okay. Uh, I'll head for the single door on the left. I'll do the double door. I'll do the door on the right. You all walk up to your doors respectively, and you all go to open them, and each door opens. Fabulous. Well, I think we should go through this double door, because I feel like these scarabs are trying to tell us something, and we need to find Stinger. Agreed. Okay, I trust you. I don't like this. It'll, it'll be okay, Billy. It's it'll okay, be okay. You guys push open the double doors, and as you walk into the next room, you notice that this room is a very odd shape. So the doors that you just came through are on the longest wall. Then there is a door to the right on a shorter wall. 
there is a door kind of up in diagonal right and then there is a very long wall on the left side so this is almost like a weird it's not quite a square at all and on the left side there is a double door and a single door the double door is up at the top and the single door is down at the bottom so effectively there are five doors in this room in the middle of the room sits a stone slab once you all enter the room, the doors slam shut behind you and torches ignite and the room is in bright, bright light, sorry. So besides the doors, what do we see? Uh, just the stone slab in the center. Just, can I roll investigation check and look at, give a good look at that stone slab? Yeah, go for it. Fuck me. Uh, that's going to be a five. Sure. Uh, you walk up to this stone slab and you see that there is kind of like this um, chalk residue. And you actually, if you look really closely, there's little pieces of chalk on top of the stone slab. Do I happen to have any chalk in my adventurer's bag? I feel like as a professor, I might just have chalk for like mapping on marks. And You know what? Why don't you just roll me a pure luck check to see if you remember to pack your chalk? <laughs> Okay. Uh, roll a 20, 1 through 10, no chalk on you. 10 and up, you have chalk. I don't have chalk. Alright, no, you have <laughs> no chalk. <laughs> there are pieces of chalk, though, there. Oh, okay, okay. Do the chalk, do, does it look like they're in any sort of symbols, or is it just, like, dust? No, so there's just, like, chalk residue, almost like you wrote too much and erased it a lot on a whiteboard. Okay. And then there are pieces of chalk on the side. So it looks like somebody may have written or drawn something on here at one point, but there is not anything currently drawn or written on. Well, and there's still the five doors around us, right? Yeah, so there are four new doors, and then the door that you came through. Just came okay. through. All right, well, let's try a door. Can... Can I take some chalk and write stinger on the boulder? Yeah, so you take the chalk and you write the word stinger on the boulder. And as you write that word, you all feel this odd presence of magic start to build from the center of the room. And the chalk residue seems to magically be whipped away. And from the slab, you notice a little bee starts floating around. You said bee, as in like the flying bee. insect or the letter B? Nope, like a bumblebee. Okay. Or a hornet. Mm, does the bumblebee go anywhere? Oh, wait. Honey, bees have stingers on them. Oh, I summoned a stinger. So you summoned a stinger. Um, can we write key? Uh, sure, you write... Oh, wait, wait, hold on. First, let's, un let's make sure the doors are... See if the doors are locked. <laughs> and then go with the key. That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, sure, which doors do you want to check? Uh, let's try the one to the right first. Sure, you guys walk over to the... Or Seamus walks over to the right. Um, this door is a large wooden door. And engraved in it on the front is a huge picture of a tree. With the leaves that are falling down. Um, and it has... You see two handles on it. And it has... Almost like, you know, the knot of a tree in the tree trunk. There is a right. large knot, and it doesn't, it's definitely not a key slot. Like, you couldn't put a key in there, but you could definitely put something in there. It's a little, like, cubby hole. Okay. What about the next door? 
uh, working, if we're going to start at the right and we'll go counterclockwise around the room, mm -hmm. um, the next one up is, again, a large wood door. It has engravings of birds all over it in clouds. And same here, in one of the birds, there is a little cubby hole. The next door over is a large wood door again. This one has cats all over it engraved. Uh, and in one of the cats, same little cubby hole. And the farthest door all the way down is a wave. It looks almost like a tsunami wave that's coming up and crawling over. And again, there's a little cubby hole. Ooh, I have an idea. Um, I'd like to grab the bee, g gently, gently cup the bee. Yep. And put it into the cubby hole for the bird. Uh, you stick the bee in the cubby hole for the bird, and the bee disappears, but nothing else happens. Hmm. I thought birds and the bees was the answer. <laughs> thought, thought very much the same thing there. I, I thought you that just, would work. You happen to think that I pre-thought of a sex joke for you to unlock a door. <laughs> I thought you were going to go right. for, like, the bird eats the bee, maybe. Well, but why would I know he no. was going to draw a bee? Uh, I don't. I don't. All right. Well, so... In countersight, I should have made that work. I, possibly. Possibly. So, the... But each of these just has a very, very small hole, maybe an, an inch or two mm. in diameter on, on it's each a door. Think of, like, the size of a baseball. Okay. Right. Okay. It's, it's like so... A, I'd like to... Can I pull on my knowledge of birds? Because I'm real big into birds. You are a big ner bird guy. I almost a nerd yeah. guy. Um, and so looking at the birds that are etched there, can I tell what type of birds they might be? You know what? Why don't you uh, just, just roll me a nature check with advantage? Because you are proficient in birds. Uh, with advantage, that's still an eight. <laughs> um, you see that there are some red-tailed swallows. Uh, there are a couple of finches. You see that on the bottom there is a shoebill that's standing mm. up majestically. There's also a flamingo hiding in the back, but it's real hard to see. <laughs> okay. Do I know what the the red-tailed swallow's favorite type of food is? You do because you've read a lot of books on these, so you know that they do, in fact, enjoy seeds over anything like insects. It's really odd. Uh, and then just want to throw this out there. Anybody who knows what they actually enjoy eating, please don't comment. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Arch. For the purpose of this show, they eat seeds. I'm going to go and write seeds on the rock. You go over and you write seeds on the rock. Um, you do that. Again, the chalk disappears. And you notice that each time you're writing, your chalk is getting smaller and smaller because you only have a few pieces of chalk here. Seeds pop up. And you now have a handful of sunflower seeds. Awesome. I uh, I bring the seeds over. I graciously bow at this door and no other door <laughs> and put the seeds in the cubby hole. You put the seeds inside of the cubby hole and they disappear. The birds seem to come to life in the engraving and they tend to flap a little bit as the engraving seems to flap its way off of the door. The door is now just solid wood and it opens up for you oh nice job yeah i know i know my birds pretty well okay. all right um let's what, what do you think let's head in yeah i guess i um i mage hand that lantern in a little bit in front of us and i start making our way in i feel a little more confident because there's birds <laughs> you guys walk into the next room and in front of you you see seven urns on pedestals there is a door behind them that looks to lead somewhere else and a quick glance around the walls shows that there are paintings in here murals almost like storyboard ish 
you see that there are five distinct murals. I will tell you that for this puzzle in this room in particular, you are going to have to figure out which of these urns contains a two-part key to open the next door. If you break the wrong urn, there is a gas inside or a spell inside that will do something not very good to you. All right. Um, I guess what do the what do the murals look like? Uh, if you want to roll an investigation check, so you can either roll an investigation check to investigate the murals or the urns, whichever you want to do first. Hmm. I guess I'll go with the murals. 16. Okay, so you look at the murals, and there are five different ones, and you notice that there is a kind of storyboard mural that shows the sun shining down, but it looks like it's radiating fire and heat, and underneath it there are people burning. You notice that there is one that it is torrential downpours and there's rain flooding out a city. There seems to be waves flooding. Uh, you see that there is one where there are people standing in what appears to be the desert outside the tomb of Jergal, and there is sand that is whipping at them. And you notice that in the sand, there is almost this little red flurry, and they look like they're in pain. And Professor, you specifically spot this one, and it, it gives you a feeling that you're of unease because it reminds you of the same storm aura that you have where the sand whips and burns people. Uh, you see that there are is a mural with has a forest that as you look at it almost reminds you of the home that Stinger talked about but the trees are all being struck by lightning. And the very last mural is it's dark. It looks like it's done in a darker paint. It's dark blacks and blues but there are these birds with red eyes flying through clouds hmm. I guess I almost wonder if the birds in the last one have any connection with the fact that we opened the bird door to get to this room but I think the second mural over here looks a little bit I guess I'll say benign now can I investigate the urns and see yeah. what's written on roll those? an investigation check uh, 11 Okay. You take a look at the urns, and going from left to right, the urns have pictures on them. Uh, the first one has a sun. The second one has a bird. The third one has a cloud. The fourth one has a raindrop. The fifth one has these little dots that almost look like sand. And the sixth one has a tree, and the seventh one has lightning strikes on it. So some of them look like, it sounds like some of them look like they're like bad and some of them are not, or not as bad. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. when you look at the murals, they're all mm -hmm. depicting different things. So it depends on what you mean by bad, but there are definitely some that are worse. I am going to go and stand in front of and really look at the one with the sand burning. Um, I know I don't have any chalk, but do I have charcoal by chance? And I could like try and make like a, a paper rubbing of this mural for my studies later. This, unfortunately not. Mm. Um, and this mural is massive. Mm -hmm. We're talking okay. an entire wall, floor to ceiling. 
okay. mural. It would be far too big to make a rubbing of. Okay. You can, however, I'm sure you have a notebook and some ink on you. Okay. If you wanted to sit in this room for a minute and maybe do a sketch or write something down in your journal about it, the best of your abilities mm-hmm. um, to have for your research later, you definitely could. I would like to do that. And then I also want to like look at the theme of each of the murals. Uh, the professor is, you know, an educational type. You know, she she picks up themes of things in, like, literature and arts. Um, sure. So I can quickly go through the murals one more time. Sure. And then if the professor wants to make notes or ask any questions, we can go from there. Okay. All right. So in the very first mural, you have, there is a sun that's shining, mm-hmm. but the rays are coming down like fire and mm-hmm. it looks like it's burning people. Burning people, not great, okay. In the second one, you have a torrential storm, lots of rain that is flooding out a city. Okay, flood. In the third one, you have, the, that's the sand whipping the people, looks like it's burning, kind of reminds you of your storm aura. Yep, sand aura. The next one after that is the lightning that is striking all of the trees in the forest. Um, and do me a question, uh, sorry, not a question, do me a favor, roll an investigation check on that one specifically, if you don't mind. That would be a 21, finally. You mm. look at this, and you, you only get stuck on this one because Stinger was talking about his home in the forest and where he comes from and the wars that happened there. And as you're looking at this mural and really inspecting it, you see that in the shadows, kind of painted into the background of the mural behind the trees, are what appear to be a lot of elves, wood elves, that would have lived in this forest. And their backs are all facing away, looking like they're running out of the forest painted in the mural. And you mm-hmm. can assume it's because their houses are being hit with lightning. Great. So we got flood, burning people, sa- uh, sand or lightning, burning trees what else we got and then the very last one is a darker painting it's very ominous it is birds with black um black birds in like a dark dark blue sky Mm -hmm. with red eyes flying through clouds potentially evil birds but it doesn't sound like the birds are being killed hurt or eating anybody anybody else feeling this assessment Hmm. Uh, wrong i think so i think so i mean we can Either directly, we can directly see that uh, there are things that are hurting sentient beings in many places. But if we look over here at the flood for the city, it doesn't look like there are any, it doesn't look like there's any direct harm depicted. I mean, your house is still being destroyed. Do any of them have no humans involved at all? The only mural that technically the flooding does not depict any humans and the birds do not flooding is still not good i don't know about you but flooding does kill people Mm -hmm. so the birds one seems pretty uh, benevolent in general the red eyes are slightly worrisome but in this picture you don't see destruction of property you don't see the nature being destroyed you just see birds Clouds and red eyes. Right. Okay. Okay. I think that's one of the good ones that we should break. So you, so on the urns, there were um, clouds and birds. I think we should try breaking the two of those. 
I'm willing to do it, but we should probably do one at a time and see what happens first. Good idea. Oh, Good sure. idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, which one did you want to break first? Bird. All right. You go up to the pedestal that has the urn on it. There is a bird engraved on it. Again, a red-tailed swallow. Um, and you pick it up and smash it on the ground. As you smash it on the ground, you hear a little poof of air kind of come out. And you have this uh, key piece that slides out from what looks like dirt or sand. Nice. All right. Good. I'm going to pick good. that up. Okay. And then let's smash open the other one. Okay. In the same fashion, you pick up the one that has the clouds on it and you toss it on the ground. Same little poof of air that escapes. And the second key piece slides out. Nice. Nice job, Professor. Thank you. Now, do the two key pieces need to be, like, put together or are they two separate keys? Uh, They're they're two, like, separate keys. They look like there's, like, a top part and a bottom one. Okay. So there's not, like, a, a Tetris, like, smash it together. No, you don't need to smash it together. Okay. Cool. Um, but you can try them on the door behind the urns if you'd like. Let's go. Um, I walk towards the door, shove them in there. Clearly, I put them in the wrong way because they don't fit in the holes. Swap the keys, put them in the key. Very much like a USB. Yep. You flip it. It still doesn't work for some reason. You <laughs> put you it back it in the first way you had it. And it and works fine. great. And of course, as it always should have, it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, so the door is going to open. Um, this room is dark. As the door opens before you even enter, you notice that there is a smell in this room that you don't love. It doesn't smell very good. And mm. it is dark in this room. Oh. Oh. Um, do we still have that lantern? Yeah. Uh, does that help at all? You, I do know that uh, Seamus does have a lantern. If you'd like to open it, you can. Um, before that, can I roll an investigation check to see if I recognize that type of smell? I'll let you roll a nature check. Okay. Nineteen. Um, this this smells of death. That's what I was afraid of. Um, boys. Yes. I I I I know this smell. This is not a good smell. This is the smell of death, and I am. Oh. terrified of when you turn on the lights of what we are going to find. Uh, do you think we should abandon the room? or No, I think we should find out what the fuck that smell is. I just, I don't know if I am emotionally, mentally prepared to find out what has died. Or um, who. Okay, so how about um... You look back towards the door, and I'll come hang out with you. Uh, and Seamus, do you want to go and uh, with the lantern and see what you, what you can find? Yeah, let me see. Okay, I'm just going to put my back against the wall, kind of slide down, sit down, put my head in between my knees. Very nauseous. Okay, you guys sit, you and Billiam sit outside of the room, uh, just beyond the door. Seamus, are you going in? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look. Uh, Seamus, you walk through the door lantern in hand and as you step through the doorway the door slams shut behind you separating you from your party son of a bitch you look down at the floor and you notice there are dead body limbs here and you notice that there is the large larger than you larger than most humans size sheddings of 
what you can assume to be some sort of scaled reptile. From the corner, you hear a hissing as two giant boa constrictors come out. I need everybody to roll initiative. Oh, fuck. 15. Okay. 19. Yep. 23. All right. Uh, Seamus, you're going to go first. All right. Well, these fuckers are getting baned. All right. You fucking want me, you come get me. Try it. And that's two constant. Is that a constitution saving throw on them? Uh, for wisdom? For Bane? It is a uh, charisma saving charisma throw. Charisma saving throw, okay. Um, Alright, so that for them. Can you believe it? Snakes, not very charismatic. That's going to be a 7 and a 8. Neither will pass. Okay, so both are Bane's? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Uh, and then that is actually going to be the professor's turn. You are outside, your head is down between your knees, and you hear the slam of a door and the hissing noise coming from the other side. Uh, I'm gonna get up and bolt towards the door and try and shove my keys that I still have, um, back in the locks and try and get the door open. Sure, you put the keys back in the locks, that is gonna take a full action to open the door. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so you use an action, you put the keys in the lock, you get the door back open, and you're able to look inside and see... Uh, Seamus facing off against these two giant boa constrictors. Cool. For a bonus, can I do a bonus action? Yeah. Oh, dope. Um, uh, you're you're gonna see the stands start picking up, getting red hot, getting kind of hot. Room's kind of heating up. Yeah, so, uh, are you going to a rage? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you, you start your rage, and your storm ore is gonna kick up with that rage, and all of the sand from the urns that just dumped out is gonna start to kind of gather and whip slightly around your feet as your rage builds, and it's gonna start looking just like that mural on the wall. Uh, Billiam especially will notice that there is clearly a comparison between the two. They are very similar. Beautiful. Uh, and that's going to actually be the boa's turn, so. Oh, question though. Yes. Is, he, is the boa within 10 feet of me? No, it's okay. inside the room, so you would have to go into the room okay, in okay. order to reach it. Um, you do still have movement, though. It only costs you a little bit to get to the door, so you can like run partially into the room if you wanted to. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, so you're going to run in. You're still not quite right up to the boa, but you're at least inside the doorway now. All right, uh, this is going to be Boa's turn, so they're both going to take a bite attack over on Seamus. Um, they are Bane, so we're going to do the minus a d4 to each of those. Okay, uh, so the first one is going to go ahead, and it's a 16. Does that hit you? Ah, uh, it just hits. Okay, uh, give me one. Oh, I'm sorry, that is much more than a 16. I forgot to add the plus six, but that's all right. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, give me a second. That is going to be 12 piercing damage for the first one. Fucking shit. Sorry. Uh, the second one's a 19 to hit. Uh, and that is only going to be... Seven damage. Seven piercing. All right, I am so very close to being dead. All right, and I'm going to have to have you roll to keep constitution. All right, let's see if I can... All right, so on the first one... Oh, nope, that is a three, so Bane So the first is one is not Bane. What about the second one? Uh, no, the, the entire spell is Bane. Oh, yes, that is right. I'm sorry, you're not holding concentration. Okay, um, unfortunately, they are no longer Bane. All right, uh, Billiam, that is going to be your turn. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, I'm going to run up as far as I can. Yeah, so they've moved forward to bite uh, Seamus, so they are actually going to be up closer to you and the professor now if you run him to where she is. Okay, perfect. Um, I'd like to get within, you know, rough, roughly there. I'll probably stay, like, at least 10 feet back or so. Sure. Um, 
can I angle... So I'm going to try to cast Thunder Wave. Is there a way I can angle that so it doesn't catch Seamus, but it catches the two boats? Um, yeah, I think if you were to run sort of more to the side, because I, I believe when Seamus ran into the room, he's probably like dead center almost. If you were to go side and yeah. kind of angle it, you could probably get them without getting him. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to uh, get some electrical energy in my hands, hope that I cast the right spell this time, and project my hands towards them to cast Thunder Wave. All right, and that's going to be a constitution save that either of them has to try to make. Okay, so it's going to be, it, it hits both of them, though, correct? Yes. Okay, so give me one second here. Ooh, all right, so the first one is a 19, and the second one is a 13. Uh, those both pass, but they are going to take, uh, actually, I'm sorry, the one that rolled a 13 failed. Okay, so that's going to be the second one. Yep, so let me roll this with damage. All right, and then after that, I'm going to need you to roll me a d20, and we're going to see what happens with your wild magic. Yes, so the, the one that saved takes three damage, the one that failed takes six damage and is pushed ten feet away. Okay. And let me see how bad my ma- ma- magics went. If you get a three or under, it goes off. I got a nat 20. Ooh! All right, nothing happened. You're, Meaningless. You're totally good. Such a waste of a crit. Uh, but it does go up to a four, so now it is a four or less on your next ones. The one time a crit is the same thing as a four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're going to circle back around to Seamus. All right. Oh, so, um, uh, Professor, I'm going to see if I can... Uh, let you uh, step in here. Uh, I'll take the disengage action, and uh, I'm fucking back. Uh, yeah, you take a disengage, you turn around, you look at these motherfuckers, and you go, uh, toodaloo, and you run backwards. <laughs> All right, uh, Professor, um, I, I know you might be a little scared from being in here and what that meant in the past, but you've, you've got to let the past go for the sake of the present and the future, but you can do this. I believe in you. Uh, and I'll give her a bardic inspiration. Ooh, what that little speech. After he says that speech, I yell, snakes! <laughs> Thank you, Billiam. You also get a point of inspiration for that. Ooh, thanks! You cannot <laughs> give inspiration. Absolute <laughs> lies. <laughs> Bullshit, don't give me fake inspiration. <laughs> don't get my hopes up like that. <laughs> um, Alright, and so Seamus disengages and he runs away, gives you a little bardic. Uh, that's going to go back down to the profession. Cool, the professor's got her axe. She's fucking ready, and she's gonna charge at the snake that is closest, not the one that was pushed back 10 feet. So, I am going to charge at the snake. I'm gonna try and do something really clever and like jump on the sidewall and then like try and get leverage to just like come up and down and try and behead it, like just straight up, straight through the back of the head. That's fantastic. I hope I can hit it. Um, I'm going to be using also a uh, Reckless Attack and Great Weapons Master. Go for it. Does a 14 hit? That does hit. Holy shit. Oh, that's so exciting. Okay, roll for damage. So that's going to be... Uh... 20 plus rage, so that's going to be 22, and then storm RS, so that's going to be 24 damage. Nice. Fucking sick. Alright, so you 
do successfully get up on this wall. Maybe not as high as you would have liked to because you can't fully decapitate it, mm. but you're going to kick yourself off this wall. You're going to bring your axe down. And as your axe comes down and slices into the snake, the sand is going to whip into that fresh wound, just doing that extra little bit of burn damage. Sand in the wound. A little bit of sand in that wound. All right, uh, and then is that your turn? Okay, that's going to go to the Boa's turn. Um, the one that you just hit is actually going to try and grab around you and constrict you because it does not like that you just did that to it. So it is going to try to get you. Uh, is a 12 going to hit? No, but it does get an advantage on me from the practice attack. Oh, no. Um... There's a 14 hit you. 14 is my AC, so yes. Yes, so it is going to hit you and grapple you. So it is going to do some damage with its constrict. Give me one second here. It's going to do 10 damage, bludgeoning damage, and you are now grappled. Uh, the second one is actually going to come back up and it's going to try to make a bite attack on Billium. So, Billy, nope. as you're watching, you see one of these snakes kind of swarms around and grapples the professor, constricting or squeezing her tighter as her storm or is kind of still whipping around. And you, even though you're paying attention to all of the sand, hear this hissing noise and see this giant constrictor coming straight at you. And he is going to hit you with a 25 to hit. If I told you that misses, would you believe me? No. <laughs> okay. And oh, that is going to be 11 piercing damage to Billiam. Ow. Um, and then that is going to be Billiam's turn, though. All right. Uh, um, I'm going to. Are, are any of them directly around me? Where if I ran back, I would pull a attack opportunity. The one that bit you is directly on you. That makes sense. I'm going to ca cast Chromatic Orb on it, which, uh, due to our normal, you can, there's like different ones you can pick, but the way we generally do it for flavor is I roll a d6 and it just happens to do the damage that it does. Yep. And then I'll roll my Wild Magic again. So let me do that, uh, Shiznitz. Does a, oh goodness, does a 23 hit? That absolutely hits. Mess up this snake. <laughs> oh boy. That's going to be acid damage. Ooh! Ooh! That seems potent on a snake. And mm. since I did it at a first level, I'll uh, roll some dormage. That's going to be 16 acid damage. Ow! It does not like that. And then, because I use my magic when... Uh, I shouldn't probably. Probably should uh, learn how to do this a little I better. I mean, you're but... learning. It's fine. I'm getting better, but, uh, you know, every once in a while I blow up a small house that happens. That's a 19 I saved, but now my wild magic is a 5. Yep, so 5 or lower next time. Okay, uh, we're going to circle back around. Seamus, that's going to be your turn again. All right. Uh, I think the professor probably stands the best chance at making sure that this snake in front of her remains dead. So, uh, well, that being said, do we think that the snakes are in a... Uh, the position where I could cast an area of effect shatter and not hit the professor? 
Uh, it is grappling her, so I would say probably not. All right, all right. Uh, then... Fuck it. Uh, I'm going to try and see if I can uh, edge past the one that uh, is engaging Billiam uh, and makes a, make a stab at the, pro, the one that's got the professor grappled. Sure, go for it. All right, and let's see. Is it badass or is it a fuck-up? Ooh, that uh, is probably going to be pretty badass at a uh, 23 to hit. Oh, yes. Please tell me what you do to this. All right. So uh, being the little halfling mm-hmm. that I am, I am going to scurry down underneath where the professor had cut it from the top and try and see if I can get a corresponding slice down underneath. Ooh, go for it. All right. That is eight uh, slashing damage, uh, excuse me, uh, piercing damage. Okay. Uh, and then I will use my, um, bonus action to weapon fighting to attack again, but without my plus six modifier. Mm-hmm. But a four will probably not do it. Uh, no, a four is not going to help you in this case. All right, so a swing and a miss. You swing with your other hand, and you catch one of the scales and it slices the top of your hand a little bit. Not enough to do damage, but enough to cause you to recoil and miss. Fucking uh, Professor, that is your turn. You are currently grappled, which means you are restrained. You can still attack. You have to attack at disadvantage, or you may choose to try to escape. Question. How, if I reckless attacked while uh, grappled, would that just then be a regular attack? without with the advantage and the disadvantage cancel out so i am a little torn here and i do not know the exact ruling i'm going to say yes you can still reckless attack um it would cancel out now a creature gets a advantage attack on you anyways and yes we are going to say yes you can still do it for this okay so yeah i'm ruling you can Okay. It kind of it kind of fucks over my monster a little bit, but that's fine. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna do that, and again, I'm gonna use great weapons master. Go for it. I don't really think that's gonna make a difference because that's gonna be a three. <laughs> three does not hit. Three definitely does not hit. Okay, uh, and this is gonna be the bow's turns again. All right, so the one that is constricting you is just going to try to crush you again. All right, uh, that is only going to be a 13 to hit, so that misses. Um, the other one is going to try to take a bite against Billiam again. the advantage against oh, me? Oh, yeah. You know, you really should just stop reminding me. <laughs> it is definitely going to hit you that time. <laughs> Why? Why am I such a good player? <laughs> I know. That's going to be 15 bludgeoning damage, but that is half because oh. you are raging, so... So that is then going to be Billiam's turn. I'm sorry, not Billiam's turn. Billiam's turn to get attacked by a snake. <laughs> I'm sure you're Great, you should be so lucky. <laughs> this t- I don't like this turn. I want to return it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 12. Does that hit? Uh, 12. If I can learn how to read my AC, that is my AC. Okay, so but. yes. The answer is yes, it hit you. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, give me a second here. That is going to be 12 damage as well. Uh, I'm down. All right. Uh, you see the snake come and bite Billiam, and it's going to pierce right around your head. And it's going to do one of those things where it just kind of 
bang in on each side and it kind of picks you up for a second, lets go as your body just falls kind of limply to the ground. And that is then going to be uh, Billiam's turn. Go ahead and make your first death roll. Yeah, I had other plans for this turn, but uh, I guess we'll do the, the death save instead. That's a fail. We have oh one fail. Oh, All right. Sweet. This is going to go back around to Seamus. All right. Uh, I'm going to make another attack against the one that has the professor. That is a 15 to hit. That hits. Right. That is 11 damage. Okay, nice. Uh, And I'm going to use my bonus attack to try and um, uh, stab him with my dagger. And a fucking seven. Nope. That is not going to help you. All right, that is going to go to the professor's turn. Cool. I'm going to Great Weapons Master Reckless Attack. Yep, go for it. I'm still grappled, right? Yes. You have you have Bardic. Uh, I don't think if a six will help. Uh, eleven. I don't. I don't think it's gonna help. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna help. And it's only gonna get me to eleven. Uh, so the professor's just gonna swing and a miss. Okay. Um. Yeah. You are. I mean, you're still grappled, so you're doing your very best to attack, but it's really hard to swing an axe when you're getting constricted by a giant snake. Hard to um, bend the elbows. Yeah, your elbows just for some reason, they don't really have a lot of, like, flex to them. Yeah. Um, so that is going to go ahead and be the Boa's turns. One is going to make a grapple. Uh, sorry, not a grapple. A constriction against you again. With advantage this time, I didn't forget. That is a nat 20. Beautiful! This snake is going to crit on you. Okay. So please hold for damage. And please hold for halving. Oh, not too bad. So that's going to be seven halved. I already halved it for you. It was 14 damage. Perfect. Uh, seven. He rolled really poorly on his damage rolls, thankfully. Um, this second snake is going to look down at Billiam. And being a snake and being used to being fed human remains is going to think about taking a bite out of him and just barely notice the movement coming from Seamus doing attacks and he is going to turn and pivot and go over to attack Seamus. Thank you. That is an 18 to hit. Does that hit? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, So give me one second here. Uh, that is a nine for damage. All right. Seamus is down. I got this. Seamus is down. Billiam is down. We are going to go with his Billiam's turn. Billiam, I need another death saving throw from you. Yep. That's a pass. Oh. oh. Nice. Okay. Um, Professor? Okay. Um, I am. Gonna... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I went out of order. That is Seamus's turn. Seamus, I'm going to need a very first death save from you. All right. Ooh, that is two fails. 
Is that a nat one? It is a natural uno. Great, I got this. Uh, that is then going to be the professor's turn. I'd like to try and get out of that grapple, please. Uh, go ahead and roll a dexterity check or a strength check, whichever one is better for you. So that's going to be six. Unfortunately, that's not going to do it. Um, you try your very best. It is now the Boa's turn. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, while I'm raging, it's going to do two. <laughs> I forgot about this. It's going to do two damage from my aura. Ah, yes. Your wind is still living it. It will do two damage. Oh, I forgot about that. Last actually, turn. both of them earned. So you will actually hit both of them this turn. Uh, nice. Uh, okay. Um, you... It is the Boa's turn. You have turned. You see that your friends have fallen. Stinger is missing. The tomb where you lost the love of your life and your two best friends is now taking the only, even if they weren't great friends, friends that you've had from you yet again. You kind of hunch in defeat. You think to yourself about all of the trouble that this place has caused you and you second guess why you've come back here and you kind of close your eyes and the flashback starts you see a treasure chest with an amulet in it and gold and jewels you see your girlfriend Borba you see Pan and Tuckus you pick up that amulet the same one that is hanging from around your neck and you remember the fire that started the explosion that rippled from your body and you remember the immense anger that you felt as it flooded through you you remember the fire going away and the sand dying down and you remember seeing your girlfriend's body dead on the floor next to your friends and as you visualize and remember all of this and the feelings kind of bubble up inside of you, you swear you hear her voice. Almost like a whisper on the wind. You hear between the hisses of the snake, a voice that gently goes, you know you're not supposed to be here, but it's okay because I forgive you. All of a sudden, the snake lets you go and backs up a little bit as they retreat. You open your eyes and you see the spiritual blue glowing image of your dead girlfriend. Borba standing there, not burnt, not damaged in any way. She looks perfect like the day that you left her. And she has a look on her face that is a mix of hurt and happiness. She turns and she walks over towards Seamus and Billiam, and she puts a hand onto each of their chest, and you both come back with 2 HP as you feel a little bit of life kind of breathe into you. <laughs> I'm not supposed to help a lot of people. 
and I made a deal that I could come back only if I was to get revenge. And although I don't think it's your time now, just know before you leave this tomb, you will have to die. And she looks at you and disappears through one of the walls. And that's where we'll end our session. Fuck! Oh my god! (sighs) Well, thank you guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our almost total party kill. Oh my (laughs) ever-loving god. I had 16 health left. I could take them. Um, We thank you guys for putting up with us and for the delays again. We really appreciate the people that did reach out to us. Um, Tom, we got your message. We loved it. Uh, I just found out that if you guys ever want to send us voice messages and if anybody wants to send us anything like suggestions or comments or anything that we could be doing better or you want to hear, uh, we can actually get voice messages and messages not only through our Facebook and Instagram, but also through the Anchor app. So again, if anybody wants to send us any comments or suggestions, we'd love to hear from them and you. Um, But we'll be back next week with another session. Hopefully get through some more of this tomb. And again, we thank you guys. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Happy 2021. Woo. It's going to be different. Bye.